0: Betty Martinez had officially had enough of high school. It was her junior year, but she felt more grown up than she ever had in her life, and the new grounding handed down by her mothers, all because of some stupid boy, was the last straw. Betty didn't even like Jake Norton that much. He was what she had considered one of the more interesting prospects available to her at Northview High School— But the thrill had worn off quickly, and the grounding over a few erroneous texts just added insult to injury. Now, as she pored over the internet for research on a paper about the American women's suffrage movement, a topic that had once seemed so cool, but now seemed as edgy as cotton candy, Betty felt more tired than she ever had in her young life. What Betty wanted to be doing was living in the music, pouring through her headphones, in this case, an album by the obscure and long-dead band Discount. She wanted to just fade away into the noise. Betty was 5'4", and fit from her years in gymnastics, along with Andrea's insistence that her daughter occasionally tag along for judo classes. She had purple hair that was ready for either a re or a new color altogether, a ring in her nose, and a stud in her lip, and plans for a small tattoo just below her left breast that would make going to the beach this summer a straight-up bitch if she ever got up the nerve to actually get inked. Not that the moms were likely to notice. At least not right away. Andrea was always busy in her work as a children's psychologist, and Ophelia was just as locked down into her gallery in her own art, Betty would much rather have their approval first, but she knew getting her mother's on board with that first of many planned tattoos was about as likely as ever getting a straight answer on who her father was. As busy and inflexible on certain points as her mom's were, Betty knew they weren't half as bad as she liked to imagine. It would have been so easy to run away if Ophie and Andy had been anything besides wonderful but they were wonderful, and it would have destroyed them if Betty had just disappeared into the wind like an ash escaping a fire. Betty couldn't help but wish for some neo-Dickensian upbringing that would allow her to hear the lyrics of her favorite bands with real understanding instead of a bystander's empathy. When Alison Mossheart sang to some unknown lover, We wave sometimes to pretend that nothing is changing, But you've gone on, and I've gone off to get lost and devastated. Betty sang along, wondering when she would meet someone worth being devastated over. Forcing her attention back to the computer, Betty perused the links at the bottom of the Wikipedia page on suffrage and sighed deeply. The subject had seemed perfect for unsettling the seemingly sexist Mr. Evans, but he'd been supportive of it from the start— and Betty knew that her attempt to be subversive had missed the mark yet again. Why is it so damn hard to be an outsider these days? It wasn't the first time that Betty had caught herself enjoying this spoiled, deluded line of thinking, and she felt a pang of guilt over it, like she always did. Still, was craving a little adventure so bad? God, the best she could muster was the half-joking text from Jake that Ophelia had seen and that had set this whole ridiculous grounding machinery in motion. Send pics of boobs, please. Betty smiled at the memory of it, but it was bittersweet. She felt trapped, just like Alice Paul and Lucy Burns and all of their doubtily dressed badass suffragette friends had been. But at least those women had done something with their lives. What had Betty done with hers? College was a lifetime away, so far off her radar it wasn't even funny, even though her mother's kept bringing it up. Turning from her homework to the all-but-ignored guitar on its stand in the corner of her room, Betty vowed that she was finally going to play the stupid thing this year. Betty's heroes lived in a world of guitar, bass, and drums, in cities run to the tune of a 4-4 beat, and she just knew that the one pure chance of escape available to her in the world would come in the form of a hastily recorded demo CD. And yet, what was she doing about it? Surely, there could be some adventure in the two summers left before college, but there seemed to be an impossible...